Hi, I'm Sean Healy, and you're listening to Tools. Hi everyone, Sean Healy, personal development educator and NLP trainer here, and welcome to episode 161 of Sean Healy Tools, a podcast intended to offer tips, tools, strategies and insights for helping us have the best quality relationships and life that we can. So welcome to episode 161 entitled How Distance Damages Relationships. Um, this can be, this is an interesting kind of area, I think, in terms of, um, how relationships can slowly erode over time, um, because we get distracted, we get focused elsewhere, we forget to continue to maintain our relationship, demonstrate to one another our positive love and regard, and the further and further apart we get uh, we move the more and more distracted we get then when the inevitable challenges that uh, arise even in healthy relationships pop uh, pop up it gets harder and harder to survive each one um, and then eventually uh, if it follows its full course we we can end up going from something that started out wondrous and and full of hope and potential to something really um, bitter and tragic um, and all because we didn't see the the slow subtext that uh, eroded elements over time um, so so distance is or how much um, distance is between people can be a really key factor and that's not to say that from time to time when we get busy we don't have the same amount of time to invest in in our in ourselves and in our relationships that we normally would um, and that that's par for the course but but when we start to get into a dynamic where distance becomes a very fixed feature in our relationships then uh, that's probably a very significant red flag. So what are we talking about here? So we can distance in the sense that, um, you know, some of the ways that we, we start to distance from one another um, is that we, uh, one or both of us end up getting super busy um, and, and super bogged down in work so that even if I do spend time at home, I'm exhausted, I'm looking to recharge from work, I've got so much on my plate that I don't really want to talk about the challenges that we've got under our um, uh, under our family roof because I've got enough to juggle with at work. Um, and from time to time, like I mentioned, that, that is okay to have a phase of that and to hold space for one another. But if that is consistently something that's appearing, then we're, then we're in a lot of trouble. If um, we are, we've stopped spending time together, we've stopped seeking each other out um, over time and having conversations just about us and continuing to uh, what um, uh, Dr. John Gottman, the, the, the um, relation expert, talks about upgrading our sense of our, um, our understanding of our partner. You know, knowing, knowing very pivotal and essential uh, 
um, aspects of our partner's life, such as, you know, I know what my partner's favorite movies are. I know who my, you know, who's irritating my partner in their life right now. I know what their interests and hobbies are. We don't have to be fully engaged in everything that our partner does. And, and that, you know, that, that can be perfectly healthy, but we at least need to show some degree of interest. Um, if we stop at a very deep level, um, validating it one another because we're just simply not spending time together, then this can be very difficult. Um, and it's an interesting thing that the Gottman Institute talks about in, in their very meticulous research around relationships is that even if a couple has good communication dynamics, if you lose that deep-seated regard um, that can only be maintained by keeping a certain degree of closeness, by continuing to talk with each with with each other, then even with good communication, a, a couple may not last. Um, and the inverse can be the case where some couples that are very happily married actually have very poor communication form, but underneath it, they have a very deep regard for one another. Um, they have learned to... Um, make sure that arguments don't escalate too far. They've got a certain set of internal breaks that when relation, when arguments start to, to escalate, they both have their strategies for, for making sure that doesn't get out of control. And also that they recognise each other's attempts to turn back towards each other and repair a dynamic if it gets off track. Um, but with distance, and we're starting to be less connected to one another, these things get start to atrophy, so to speak. Um, I'm, I don't know as much about my partner right now. I'm not as updated about my partner's um, world um, as I should be um, because we just haven't spent enough time together. And when we do spend time together, we're exhausted or my mind's elsewhere or their mind's elsewhere or we're talking about the kids or we're talking about the day-to-day -day running of our household. We're both discussing somebody else's life that we've seen on social media. There's lots of subtle ways over time that we can really, really start to, distance creeps in long before we even start to recognize it. Um, and so we've got to be so careful here that we make an agreement um, with our partner that, you know, whether it's, you know, I think sometimes a bit of formalization helps to actually keep spontaneity alive, and I've talked about this in other episodes, where once or twice a week we're putting aside, you know, a half an hour or an hour to make sure that we're just deep diving back into each other's lives and we're just genuinely curious because what that says is it's it's a validation of, of, of um, our beingness by our partner that says, I like you, I'm interested in you, I value you, you matter, and, and I'm demonstrating that by the fact that I'm, I'm curious. I'm taking time, and I'm talking, and I'm, I'm and I'm actively listening to what you um, what you have to say. There's you know there's something to be said for you know continuing to keep up a, a sense of positive regard and validation for one another um, be, because again fundamentally when we feel positively um, positively validated, heard, and understood, we are way more likely to um, want to work collaboratively. Um, and be solutions focused with other human beings and in particular our partner. So it is so vital that we continue to invest time and find time and prioritize time for our partner, but also with a very 
um, specific purpose, and that is to go, how do we make sure we're not getting too far away from each other? How do we update ourselves in, in um, our interest and our knowledge and understanding of one another? Because it is such a pivotal um, foundational piece for helping us navigate um, the ebbs and flows of life, the, you know, the things that go well, the celebrations and the tragedies, um, and, and that over time you are truly someone who I just simply love and adore sharing the life journey with. Um, so I, I can't put that any more strongly as far as, you know, we're making sure this is where we've got s sufficient closeness and how are we going to negotiate together to, to, to both commit to keeping that sense of closeness going um, over the course of time. Because the more distance that comes between us, the more vulnerable we are or the more likely we are to start to externalize because our, our, our deep-seated emotional needs are not getting met in, in our present personal relationship. So do I start finding those needs getting met by other friendships, by other activities, by uh, heaven forfend potentially another, you know, it, it opens up the door now to make us vulnerable to the opportunity of another affair. And again, you know, one of the things that they talk about is is that um, the, the, the likelihood of affairs goes up greatly um, with the more opportunity that's available. Um, and, and again, in modern workplaces, we have so many opportunities to meet other people. Um, so from time to time, even in healthy relationships, we may find that we're tempted. And instead of going outside of our relationship, we we might find that the first step we need to do, if, if I'm starting to find myself tempted by, by external parties, then perhaps I need to look at what's missing inside the relationship. Do I need to come back and, and work on closeness with my partner in the forms that we've fostered? Um, so that um, we, we, we have the chance to, you know, use this experience as a way to rebond and reconnect. Um, sometimes that works, sometimes that doesn't, but it's probably the uh, uh, one of the more wiser ways to at, at least initially point your, point your focus. Um, if I'm being tempted uh, by outside distractions, then what's missing on the inside, both in terms of, for me, but also perhaps in our relational structure and the way we're doing um, our day-to-day -day interacting, um, have we somehow, you know, got too far apart from one another that we need to come back and recommit to to our, our closeness and the strategies that we uh, have agreed on? Or do we need to look at implementing other strategies to promote closeness now because we're experiencing different versions of distance? Um, so there's a lot more that we could probably say about about this, but because, um, like I say, distance can present in a number of ways. Um, work can can take us out of the home. Um, uh, mental stresses and anxieties can take us out of the home. Ec you know, larger family pressures can take us out of the home. The 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 um, tragedies of friends um, and all of these things are, are well worth. A, you know, certainly acknowledging it's not that we're talking about dismissing all of these elements at all, but simply that we're aware that if there's a lot going on around us, you know, um, can that mean that disproportionately my attention um, has gone too far outside of my relationship and that we I need to find a way to come back into my relationship, you know, so that 
I'm not um, putting the relationship under undue pressure and stress. Because again, if we get to the further apart we get, the harder it can sometimes be to find our way back to each other. Not impossible, but the further apart we get, the harder it can be to, to get back to, to closeness. So best to just monitor um, that to begin with, um, ideally, so that we don't, um, as I say, inadvertently put ourselves and our, our relationship under stress. Um, so there we go. There's uh, uh, some, uh, again, some elements on, on distance um, around um, this dynamic. Uh, plenty more to be said around this. Plenty of other ways in which the distance dynamic plays out. Uh, but that will probably be a nice stop point for right now. Um, so as always, uh, if you've been listening along with the episodes for some period of time, Thank you, as always. Um, so profoundly grateful that you put your time, energy, effort, and focus um, into uh, listening to some of these and really hope you're getting good value out of them. Um, I certainly enjoy uh, doing them. And also, if you've just joined um, the Sean Healy Tools series, welcome. hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you can take some things away, some food for thought, so to speak. If you want to continue to support the program, um, I would very much uh, be, uh, I would appreciate it if you go to iTunes, download, subscribe, and leave a five-star review as it makes it easier for others to find the program. Um, and also, uh, the program is available on Stitcher, Podbean, and other podcast mediums, as well as being at the emergencetraining.com.au website. Welcome to check it all out there. So um, until we're with each other on another episode, thank you as always and bye for now.